We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. All right, how are we doing, church? It's good. Good to be with you this evening. It was a privilege to go up to Timaru. And uh, with Pastors Dave and Maya Whitaker, and, 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 and just great to be up there with the church there, and they're doing a great job. Uh, they're in a great space, and, and uh, just real blessing to be with them. They say hi, they send their love uh, for those that know them, and so they were sent out of this church uh, probably, I don't know, seven, seven odd years ago. And they're just doing great, and so they send their love back. And uh, it's always good to pray for the churches through the nation. And uh, whatever we can do as a church to love and support any other church, uh, we will do what we can. And so, so great to be up there. And um, God's moving, and, and, and it's awesome. But I always love home. I love church at home, and so great to be back here tonight. I've just, I got, God's just laid on my heart a message for tonight, and, and, and you get to hear it. Amen. Um, it's not a series. Maybe God may take it into a series, but, you know, just, just through life, there's some stuff that I've learned, and uh, it's taken a while. Who knows that sometimes it takes a while to learn stuff? Yeah? Well, let's be honest, and... And uh, so I've, I've learned a few things, and there's a whole lot still to learn. There's a whole lot still to learn. But on, uh, on Thursday, I just decided to go for a walk. Who likes walking? I was, I was going for a walk, and uh, this walk was on a very nice place. The, the walk was flat. The, the breeze was not too cold, not too warm, just right. <laughs> And uh, for me anyway, and I was enjoying myself. And I'm just walking along and a whole lot of other people are walking past me. And I'm walking and I can see a lot of footprints and, and a lot of other tracks. And, and it's enjoyable. And uh, I look up and I just see all these other people and they've got dogs. I'm at the beach. But the problem that sort of got to me because it's just nasty. Is they're all walking their dogs. But do you know what they have with them? They've got one of those plastic things that picks up the ball and throws it a whole lot further. Who's seen them? They've got one of those in one hand, and then they have a bag in the other. A doggy poop bag. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, it's, I'm out for a walk here. And you're carrying a bag of... I can't, even now, I just... I'm like... I'm really like, just think about it. How did you pick it up? Ugh. It would have been... Ugh. But here's the thing is... They're happily just walking along with this thing dangling from their hand. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm tempted to get a dog. Tempted to get a dog. The kids want to have a dog. But this, 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 this just puts me off. I'm like, this, this is just nasty. 
And then I'm thinking about it. Well, okay, I was just going to get over myself here. And, and uh, well, if we had a dog and I was taking it for a walk, I'd have to get one of these bags. And, but here's the thing that I was just thinking about is like, I would not continue walking down the beach with this bag. I would find the nearest rubbish tin and direct myself straight for it. And in fact, maybe I just use the plastic bag to dig a little hole in the sand, <laughs> press it over, and and oh, oh, hey, oh, oh. but a high tide or low tide action here. I don't All I know is I'm not taking my kids swimming there. I don't know. I don't know. But I just. I was like, what are you doing walking with this bag of poop? And you're like, come on, we'll get to the Bible here. Um, all you teachers out there, I'm like, this, this is, I'm like, but then I was just thinking, I was like, man, I just, I just felt, felt the Holy Spirit talk, as you do in those moments. We all have little bags of poop that we carry around. We've got it, we accepted it. We're happy with it, and we're just going for a nice walk down the beach with these little bags of poop wobbling around, smacking your thigh. I'm like, I'd be not double bagging, I'd be triple bagging, even quadruple bagging. And But I would not be walking with it. I would be going straight to the rubbish tin to get it off. To get rid of it. I reckon tonight we need to get rid of some of the doggy poop in our worlds. We've got to go straight to the rubbish tin because you're ruining my walking experience. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean? It's like I'm walking, I'm literally dry reaching. I'm like, Arr. I'm sorry, I'm just a little bit. I'm, I just, I wanted to say something. It's like, I don't know, maybe we could get wheelie bins or something, put them down the beach. Can't anyone work with the council here? Can we put that in the development planning? Or whatever, I'm not sure. The five year plan. <laughs> but how often do we, do we just carry stuff that we just accept? That we have stuff in our life that we've, oh, this is how it is. And see, I reckon tonight, uh, this is something God's speaking to me about is, is character. Character is something that is really important. Character in our lives. Because we're, if you, don't know, if, you, if you don't know Jesus, by the end of this message, uh, I, I pray tonight you'll want to know Jesus. But if you do know Jesus tonight as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Praise Jesus. Amen. You are saved. But who knows? We have this thing called a character. A character that says, you know what? Uh, there's areas in my life that I need to refine. There's areas in my life that I need to let Jesus do some stuff with. And, and we're just swinging that little, no, maybe not. But um, we're walking along with the stuff attached to us that we don't need to have attached to us. Maybe tonight we could say, Lord, I'm going to let you deal with this. I'm going to let you speak to this in my life. If you've got your Bible, I want you to turn to Romans chapter 5. Uh, well, I've just got to read a little bit because it starts with therefore and if you start reading from there and you don't understand the context, you'll not understand what's going on. It says this in verse 20 of chapter 4. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. 
Um, and in his, this, he brought God, glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Amen to that. Who wants faith to grow to that level? And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it was, wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. And he was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. Therefore, chapter 5. Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems. And trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts. Amen. Therefore, since we have been made right in Christ, we can go fully into His sight. Who's, who's passionate about knowing Jesus? Who's passionate about being with Him and encountering Him? Are there any people tonight who's passionate about being in the presence of God? Amen to that. And then it says, and we can confidently and joyfully look forward into sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, rejoice too when we run into problems. I don't know about that, but I have an issue with that scripture. I don't really like rejoicing when I run into problems. Does anyone like rejoicing when they run into problems? Does anyone? I'm like, woohoo. I wake up on a Monday morning and go, oh, I wish there's a whole lot of problems this morning so I can rejoice. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if, if that's really my heart. But here's my heart though is when I do run into problems, I know I can rejoice. I'm not looking for issues. I'm not looking for problems. Let me just say that again out loud. We'll write that one down. Pastor Will is not looking for issues or looking for problems. No. But I know that when problems come, I can rejoice. But if my character isn't right, problems come and I will not rejoice. So I'll share a little story with you. Maybe it happened recently. Maybe it was many years ago and I've had this authority and victory over it now. Or maybe it happened on Tuesday. But... um. I was, I was driving from my house down to the city and, 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 and the road that I live on is full with roadworks right now. Who likes roadworks? Well, we've got nothing to complain about. If you live in Christchurch, I'm sure you've got something to complain about. But um, I'm, I'm driving down and, and there's these little roadwork signs. I think they say something like 30K or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't, don't really pay attention. Just I want to get somewhere. And I'm just driving and, and I'm driving and, and then I see some road workers and I see this one guy, he's looking at me and I'm looking at him, driving. And he walks towards the lane. I'm like, mm, slow. I just, I thought I'd be polite and slow down a little bit. And, and he sort of comes right over to the lane and I slow right down and I wind the window down. I'm like, hi. He 
goes, how about slowing down? And I'm like, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> He's like, hey, I don't want one of my workers killed. I'm like, they're, not, they're doing nothing. <laughs> they're just sitting there doing, I didn't say that. I just said, you know, as a man think anyway. And, uh, and I'm like, yep, I think, you know, that is, that's the wise thing. I don't want anyone killed as well. He goes, you know, this. I'm like, mm, yeah. And we had this quite polite conversation. And in the end, I think we were on good terms. And, and I wound up the window and I slowly drove off. I'm like, we can rejoice when we run into problems. That was a problem. There was a problem there. It was my problem because he was so right. He was, he was so right in, the, in who he was as a boss looking out for the people in his world. When some person comes driving, I wasn't driving too fast, but I was driving faster than the 30K speed limit. And I come through there and I'm like going, all right, who loves road rage? Maybe who doesn't love road rage, but who's expressed road rage before? Yeah, what are you doing? You guys don't drive. You haven't even got your license. You should not be driving. But you know, there's always we're always good at doing the one finger salute or the whatever. We're right, right? We're like the little bit colourful language or something like that, but but I, I, I'm a Christian. I have Christ in me. And my character should line up to how Christ, and, and, I, and, and I'm not saying this to boast or anything, but I, I, I thought, you know what? I need to listen to this guy. I need to listen to him because Really, it is about the safety of the workers. It is it about, it's about the safety of the other people on the road. It's about the safety of me in, in that environment as well. I mean, worst case scenario, what happens if I actually killed someone? I would be living a life of guilt and shame for manslaughter or whatever I would be charged with. And it just took someone to go, hey, you need to slow down. But if we don't have the right character to be able to receive words from people into our life, to be able to teach us and lead us, we'll just do the salute. We might share out some colorful language. We might even say, you've got no idea what you're talking about. Because we never do that, do we? Sometimes. But I reckon tonight we've got to learn how to rejoice too when we run into problems because they have a mission and a purpose for we know that God helps us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope and our salvation see our character is something that we need to refine oh who are you to say that into my life we we can have that character if you want what we what do you 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 don't know anything see if if I can tell any of you tonight, whether you're young and old, never just dismiss what someone's saying. You might not have to agree with it, but at least have the character to process it. And at least, because what? Really, that person was being kind to me. That person was actually, I think he was probably a little bit annoyed with me. 
But in the right way, he was being kind to me. He was looking out for me, not just his workers, because he was brave enough to go and say something. And I'd say, as a Christian, let's be brave enough to say things in the right way. Amen. Awesome. See, uh, I, I believe we've got to learn how to develop our character. I believe we've got to learn how to rejoice when the Lord leads us through issues. One thing I've learned is that God is always working. God is always working. Every, every test, every trial we go through, some of it is the Lord's working. Some of it is just an attack of the devil. But sometimes I think the devil gets paid out too much. I think there's stuff that God lets happen in our lives to just develop our character. To, I mean, it was not the devil's fault that I was speeding. Amen. It wasn't. It's my fault. It's your fault if you get a speeding ticket. It's no one else's fault. No one. You're in control of this. No one else's fault. So we've got to learn if we can receive. God's always working. We can be confident to stand in the presence of God. But can we let our character let, uh, say, Lord, I humble myself to let you refine, to let you teach me, to let you do stuff in my life? I want to share a couple of stories. See, um, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2, is it going to come up? Hopefully it will. Onwards. It says this, uh, Be careful to obey all the commands. This is the children of Israel. I am giving you today, they, then you will live and multiply. Don't we want to multiply as a church? And then we need to learn how to be the right character that the Lord wants us to be. Um, then you will live and multiply and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character. We've got stuff that we've got to deal with. We've, we've got to get rid of these little doggy bags and, and, and to find uh, out whether or not you will obey His commands. I want to, uh, yes, He says, <laughs> and humble you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food uh, previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live on bread alone. Rather, we will live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all, for all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it just as a parent dis disciplines a child. The Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. It's for our own good. It's for our own good. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in the ways and fearing Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and the hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where... Iron is a common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God uh, for the good land He has given you. See, this is amazing. The Lord leads us into a place where we need to develop our character. But the promises, 
that He will lead us into a phenomenal, uh, the blessing that God wants to lead us into a phenomenal, uh, uh, into a phenomenal. But here's the thing: we'll never get there if we don't develop our character. Like our character says, you know what? I'm I'm in praise and worship. I'm going to praise and worship. I'm not going to walk around and annoy and disrupt people. I'm not looking at anyone in particular. I'm going to honor the other people in the room. I've come into some person's house and I'm going to be do I'm going to going to honor and my character is going to say, you know, I am respectful. Because you are. You are this is God loves you. God's for you. God's not against you. But you're choosing, you know what, I'm going to align my character because I want other people to be in the presence of God. I want other people to praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. It goes on. I just, I want to share, you know, Psalm 105, verse 19. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. I'm like, that's awesome because everything I read through, uh, through in Genesis about Joseph is he's like the man. I'm like, like, this guy's got no dog bags hanging off him. And you just read through Genesis. He doesn't say one thing wrong. He's always got a good attitude. He's always doing well. But just like the psalm says, until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. We all have areas where our character is going to be tested. It's, are we humble enough to say, hey, Lord, here I am. I want you to speak into my life. Um, in Philippians chapter 1, verses 11, it says, May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. Here's the thing tonight. If you want to work on your character, all you need to do is humble yourself before Jesus. We need Jesus. I needed Jesus on Tuesday. I went away from that going, okay, Lord, I don't know this guy. He didn't really deliver it as kind as maybe someone could have. But what do I need to learn in my character about this? I wonder if the Lord just saved me from running over someone. That's hypothetical. And now I'm obeying the speed limit. Now I'm obeying the, the road rules. Why? Because they're there for safety. But if you have the wrong character, you won't understand the safety that comes with what God's trying to do. I want to encourage you tonight. Come on. God loves you. He's for you. If we have the character, you know, when it comes to alcohol, let's have the character to be wise around it. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't actually drink a whole lot. I, I don't really, it's nothing. I don't have any much desire for it. But my own personal rule, uh, and because I, I want to have a good character, is that I'll only ever have one alcoholic drink an evening. If I even, that's not every night, by the way. Just sharing that out there. But if I decide to, I just choose. I'll only ever have one. I'll only, why? Because I don't want to be led into a place of deception. I want to put, I want to be of good character. 
You know, I want to encourage, I, my actually personal rule is that you should, I think this is a good way to, to establish a good culture around that is you should always legally be able to drive. I reckon as Christians, we should always legally be able to drive. I, uh, yeah, anyway, I won't get down. Mm, anyway. <laughs> but what's your character like? Do you have people who can speak into your life? Who love you? Who identify areas? Who, who say, hey, maybe there's this that needs to be worked on because I don't know about you, but I just, I don't want to walk around with things that I don't need to walk around with. I want to beeline it to the presence of God. I want to stand in His presence and I want to let Him minister. And, and tonight we're going to do that. I want to share just a little bit more out of Peter. Who likes Peter? I think Peter's awesome. He's an emotional person, speaks before he thinks. Anyone out there like that uh, who can relate to that tonight? So if you grab your Bibles, go to John, the book of John. John chapter 13 to start off with. Verses uh, 36 or 31. Oh, it's, all of, it's 31 down to 37. Um, but verses 36, Simon Peter asked the Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, uh, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? He asked, I'm ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. Who knows that? We've got, he's, Peter's got a few character issues. When Jesus knows everything about us, there's no secrets to Jesus. He knows everything about us. Let me give you a tip tonight. Jesus knows everything about you. He knows everything about me as well. There's no secrets to Jesus and He wants to lead you through, through some stuff. I think this is amazing because the great thing about it is Jesus restores Peter as well. But let's go through this passage in John chapter 18. Flip over in your Bible now. Uh, and from verses 15 on, onwards, it says, this, Simon Peter followed Jesus as did another of the disciples that the other, as, sorry, as did another of the disciples. That other disciple was acquainted with the high priest. So he was allowed to enter the high priest's courtyard with Jesus. Peter had to stay outside the gate. Then the disciple who knew the high priest spoke to the woman watching the gate and she let Peter in. The woman asked Peter, you're not one of the man's disciples, are you? No, he said, I am not. Because it was cold, the household servants and the guards had made a charcoal fire. They stood around it, warming themselves, and Peter stood with them, warning himself. I reckon there's, there's something that we need in our life in this principle. There's a principle here that we can pick up in this. I, like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's the first time I really saw it. There was... Jesus and a couple of disciples. And there was a disciple, I'm assuming it's John, that was allowed to go into the high priest courtyard because he was acquainted with them. Peter had to stay outside. Peter had to be on his lonesome peering in. Who likes being on the outside? Who, no one likes being on the outside. You know, FOMO, fear of missing out. 
It's like no one likes being on the outside. But then the disciple that was acquainted with the high priest went and put in a good word and said, hey, let Peter in. Let Peter in and come into this area. See, even though Peter denied Jesus, there was someone who was looking out for him. I really believe in life with, to work on our character. We've got to have people who are looking out for you. He was able, you're not on the outside anymore. You've got people looking out for you saying, come into the courtyard, come into the presence of God. You don't need to live on the outside anymore. You can come in to the presence of God. You don't need to deal, you can, you can deal with that stuff in here now. I, I believe tonight we've got to go, you know what? I need people in my life that are going to look out for me. Have you got people in your life that are going to look out for you? That are going to pray with you? that are going to believe for you, that are going to champion you on. And I pray that if you don't, can I just encourage you, get in an e-group. Get in an e-group. E-groups are where we have people looking out for each other. The problem is we don't want people looking out for us because we're afraid that they might pick up some character issues. We're all got character issues. But don't we want to live in the promises of God? Let's not be afraid of dealing with some of the stuff. Let's not be afraid of letting Jesus help us. So who do you have that is looking out for you? It goes on and it says, the, the woman asked Peter, you're not one of the man's disciples, are you? No, he said, I'm not, because it was cold. And it goes on. Let's drop down to the second and third um, denials, which is from 25. Meanwhile, as Simon Peter was standing by the fire, they asked him again, you're not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it. Uh, it's saying, no, I am not. Here's the thing. If you want to be a good character, choose who you hang out with. Choose who you hang out with. I don't care whether, you know, we could easily point this to younger people, but it's for everyone. Choose who you hang out with. If you want to have a good character, choose who you hang out with. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 33, it says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Choose who you hang out with. Peter was just hanging out there. What was he doing there? He's just hanging out, warming himself. I'm just warming myself. That's, what he, that's all he, Why were you doing that, Peter? Why do we do this sometimes? We just, we just. oh, this is a good idea. They're my friends. I like them. They like me. But are they really good for you? I'm not saying get rid of all your friends. I'm not saying that at all. But be in good character. Good, be in good company. Because bad character corrupts good character. <laughs> just laying it out there. Because that's what happened is the bad company corrupted his character and he denied Jesus again. Parties. I'm not saying don't go to them, but you've got to be pretty strong to be in that world and not let your character get corrupted. It's just, just saying it how it is. Ah, oh, you know. Here, here, here's another one for you. Bad company is on Facebook too. What, what rubbish do you let be on in your Facebook feed? And in fact, I've started blocking people. Don't be near. <laughs> if you just went like that, 
Why did you go like that? What rubbish have you been putting in? I have. I don't need to listen to this rubbish. I was for a while, I was like, oh, no, I should just be there so I know what's going on. Nah, actually, no. I don't need to know what's going on anymore. Um, I just don't want that rubbish coming into my life. I, I, there, was, there was a certain time where I needed to stop hanging out with a certain friend because it was just rubbish. It was, he, he was not in, in, in encouraging in my marriage. I don't know what his problem was. He was just a weirdo. Anyway, <laughs> he just went weird. But I was like, no, I don't need to hang out with this anymore. Why? Because I want to be of good character. Good character. I'm not saying don't be in the world because we need to be in the world, not of the world. Yeah. But let's be strong in our character. Awesome. Um, let's go on for the third, third one and uh, we'll be wrapping it up. Uh, verse 26. But one of the household slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man, a man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? Again, Peter denied it, and immediately the rooster crowed. Number three. Don't, de- don't let the past dictate your future. Oh, you used to be like this. Come on, it's not going to matter. Oh, come on, just have another drink. It'll be fine. Oh, don't worry about that. It's just, you know, everyone does it. No, that's what you used to do. Now you've been born again into, into Jesus' home. Now you've been born. You, now you have the privilege to go right into His presence. But don't let the past dictate your future. Don't let the, the, the mistakes of the past hold you back. No, that you're, as far as your sin has gone, as, as far as the east is from the west, I love saying this, can someone measure that for me? Go as far as you can into the east and then turn around and measure as far as you can. It's impossible. You can't do it. But, that, but we hold our character as flawed because we're holding on to the past. We're not letting the things go that Jesus has dealt with. We're, not, we, 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 we're walking around this with these things that Jesus already said, hey, I've got them. Bring them to the cross. I'll take them from you. But right, we just continue walking with this rubbish in our life. But here's the thing. All we continue to do is walk around the same tree all the time. I don't know about you, but when there's areas in my life where I'm trying to bring victory in and I just keep going around the same tree, around the same tree, around the same tree, around the, it's pretty, pretty boring. It's pretty painful. But if we could have some character tonight to say, you know what, Lord, I can rejoice when I run into issues because I know what you're doing. What you're doing is, is, is you're doing this, is for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Come on, let's not run around the same tree. Even I love what Jesus did. Jesus sat down with, with Peter in John chapter 21. And he has this conversation after breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He says, yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. He goes, then feed my lambs. Jesus told him 
Um, and then Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Jesus said a third time, he asked him, uh, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was, a bit, was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. The answer is right there. If you want to deal with character issues, first you've got to understand that Jesus loves you. We can walk around the same tree. It probably, it really the root of it comes back to a deficiency and not accepting the love of God into that area. Not saying, you know what, Lord, you've dealt with my past. You know what, Lord, I'm not going to hang these here. Maybe, I'm, maybe I really need to humble myself and bring this stuff before you. You know what, Lord, maybe, maybe I do need someone who's speaking into my life, loving me. Ah, I'm, you know, God, I've prayed this prayer a hundred times. Why aren't you doing something about it? I love the book of James. It says, confess your sins one to another. How many times do we keep going to God, keep going to God? And now that's good things. I'm not saying don't go to God. But freedom comes when we confess our sins one to another because it comes out into the light. And I'm not talking about just sin. This is helping with character issues. Finding someone, man, I'm really struggling with this. I don't know how I can deal with this anger. I don't know how I can deal with this, this, this pride. I don't know how I can deal. Can you help me? Can we pray into it? Do we have people who are gonna look out for us? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will help us. And we don't need to know everything, but I wanna encourage you, come to the cross but also share with someone who's looking out for you, someone who's gonna love you. You know, it takes great humility for someone to say, can you speak into my life? Can you, can you show me areas that you know that I, I need to work on? Why? Why is this? Because it's gonna bring freedom. It's gonna bring freedom in our world. Who wants to live in freedom? I pray you all want to live in freedom. King David. King David was awesome. If we, Andrew, jump up. King David's awesome. Great man of God. Mighty warrior. Character issues. He's like, oh. Out on the roof one day looking over the palace. Sees a pretty girl. She's married. Gets her. Sleeps with her. She becomes pregnant. Uh-oh. See, when we make one bad character decision... It opens the floodgates to a whole lot more character issues. When he looked out over the palace, he never thought he was going to be a murderer. But because he had made a bad character judgment by not dealing with that first thing, it led to a horrific situation. If you don't want to go from one, two, three, have the character to, to break out get rid of one have the character not to get led down that path of distraction without Paul great man of God wasn't he great man of God after his encounter with Jesus before his encounter with Jesus whenever Paul was around Christians would run in the opposite direction 
Let me tell you, whenever you're around, do Christians run in the opposite direction? I hope not. <laughs> God, no, you, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. But he had character issues. When he had an encounter with Jesus, his character was changed. Then he became the, the 12th disciple, God's choice. And he wrote all the letters in the, or most of the letters in the New Testament. He was God's chosen vessel to bring the gospel to the rest of the world. But he had to deal with his character. If he didn't deal with his character, he could have been derailed and destroyed. Let's not get derailed and destroyed. Joseph had to deal with his character. Moses had to deal with his character. Esther had to deal with her character. I don't know about you, but I'm not every day wanting to put myself in a life or death situation. Esther had to deal with character issues. She had a little bit of uncertainty. Where do we have to deal with our character? I don't know why I'm slightly emotional. It's not because I'm tired from ballroom dancing. It's not because I got up early. It's not because of daylight savings. It's because I've seen people's character destroy them. Not, not anything else. Ah, oh, it's an attack of the devil. I'm not saying it's not. But a character is there to strengthen us. A character is there to hold us. Let me just read this again because I want to get it right. We can reduce to when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead us into disappointment. Sometimes it's just our character that leads us away from Jesus. Nothing else. But I reckon it's time. The Lord, it's only going to come through humility. It's only going to come through asking the Holy Spirit to deal with stuff. It's only going to come by getting along someone. Praying stuff through. I don't know why I'm so emotional. But I got sent a message this afternoon saying, hey, I was down in Invercargill this Sunday catching up with family and I had nine of my family in church in Invercargill Christian Centre. And they're now connected and they're going to go along again next week. That would never have happened if someone didn't work on their character. Do you know what I mean? People's salvation, and I'm not putting pressure on us, but God's got such a call for you. But will we let our character derail and destroy the call of God on our life?
Come on, let's stand. Let's let the Holy Spirit just love us. All it is is the love of God dealing with areas in our life that we all feel like we've failed. We all feel like our history is catching up with us. We all feel like we're, we've got this to deal with. We all feel like. But no, we can rejoice because God's doing something. What's He doing in you right now? You don't need to come down the altar tonight. You don't need to confess a whole lot of sin to us. I want you just to go to the Holy Spirit. Just while we all stand and no one walking around at this moment, just to let the Holy Spirit move. Because I want to see people saved. I want to see you live the best life possible that Jesus has died for and risen again for. I want to see you love your family even more. I want to see your family saved. I want to see your friends saved. I want to see your workmates saved. I want to see you blessed. I love John 10.10. Jesus came to give us life and life in its fullness. It's fullness. When something's full, it's full. Then it goes overflowing. I want your life to be full because when Jesus keeps pouring, you'll overflow into the, into the worlds that you're in. But let's be of a good character. Can we just, can we worship? Can we sing a song? Come on, let's let the Holy Spirit just come and fill this place. Fill your hearts. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.